Welcome to Minute with Mary. It's a podcast dedicated to network marketing and unleashing your confidence. So crank up the volume, get out your notepad, and let's turn your side hustle into the business of your dreams. Welcome. My name is Mary Larson. I'm an independent, unique presenter and the host of this podcast. And I am still riding my convention high. Many of you were able to attend convention this year, whether it was in Florida, here in the United States, or maybe you got to go to the European convention. And let me tell you, when you go, there's just so much excitement and enthusiasm, and it is just nonstop that sometimes you leave and it's such a whirlwind. You get on the plane, you go home, you go back to your daily life, and maybe you got the kids ready for school. And before you know it, you're sitting there saying, oh my gosh. I remember being excited. I remember being pumped and amped up and I took a lot of notes, but I'm so overwhelmed right now that I don't know where to even begin. Well, don't worry because you are not alone. There are many people who suffer what we so lovingly call the convention hangover. Or maybe you're listening and you're like, girlfriend, I have no idea what you're going about because I didn't get to go this year. Well, Don't worry, because today we have on a black status presenter who did get to attend convention this year, and she's going to be sharing with us her favorite nuggets. That's right, her favorite nuggets of wisdom and how to incorporate it into your business. So let's get into the show. Joining the podcast today is Black Status presenter Molly Stack. Molly has been a presenter for five years with Unique and has actually been Black Status for two and a half. She lives in Rhode Island, my home state, with her husband, four boys, and a Labradoodle puppy. Keeping her busy, you know that. She loves coffee, kitchen dance parties, and helping women find their inner greatness. Molly, thank you so much for joining Minute with Mary today. Great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. So as a Black Status presenter, uh, what was it like going to this year's convention in Orlando, seeing all the energy there? Uh, you know, what was what was your first impression for people who weren't able to be there? What's it like? Because, of course, one of the big things that convention stresses is next year's convention. So how about things from your perspective as a leader in this company? What uh, what was it like? So this was actually my fifth convention. And I always say I will never miss a convention because convention changes you, not just your business, but you as a person. There is something almost tangible that you can feel when you walk into convention. There is a sisterhood. There is excitement. There is just this energy that you don't find anywhere else. And even if you've walked in feeling really low about your business, you never leave that way. You leave inspired. Um, and I always try and translate that to people because if you've never been, you're missing out on an experience and a feeling that you cannot get anywhere else. Tell us about what it was like your first time attending convention. What was your status? What were, what were you feeling at that point? I went to my very first convention in Chicago in 2015. I was green status and I had bought my ticket about two weeks into building my business back in 2014 because they had just returned from Dallas and I was seeing all their excitement. I was seeing their new product and I was like, I think I should probably go. Um, so my husband was like, uh, okay, cause I'd only been doing this two weeks and I bought the ticket. And so when I arrived in Chicago, I was 
pumped. Um, I, you know, this was my first time away from my kids at the time I had three. So I was, you know, momcation at the same mm-hmm. time, which is, I always encourage is part of it. Like you deserve to get away too. Um, and I just felt that I knew my business was going to change from that moment forward. Not only did I get an opportunity to hear some of like my unique idols speak, uh, meet them in person, see the founders, meet the founders, but I learned about the unique foundation for the first time. Um, I really started to get an idea of what this company represented. And I left that convention completely changed. It set my business in a completely different trajectory. Wow, that's amazing. So now, how many years in are you exactly with Unique at this point? I am five years. I was actually, my five-year anniversary was the day after this convention ended. So I've been here five years. That's amazing. Happy yeah. anniversary. Thank yeah. You. And Thank you've been you. able to see uh, quite a big change since the company. I mean, you were in there very early on in the beginning uh, yes. when it had, you know, what everyone called hyper growth and everyone was first learning about Facebook parties and even advertising anything with, you know, direct sales via Facebook. And now the marketplace is a little different. Uh, the company itself, Unique, has matured. It's expanded its lines, expanded its products. And you've now been here for five years. So what do you think is the biggest change for someone who has just joined maybe this year versus someone like you who joined five years ago? So uh, when I joined, you know, I like to say like grandma status, there was no Facebook Live when I joined. Um, there was very few products when we joined. I had the original 3D mascara, BB cream, pressed powder, lip gloss, and a couple of, of pigmented shadows and blushers that were that were loose, you know, but we didn't have that much to work with. And we certainly didn't have the capabilities that presenters joining now have in terms of social connection. So it was really kind of the blind leading the blind mm-hmm. and learning along the way. Um, I think presenters now have a gift in the sense that they can go live if they choose to. And they, while we have an entire amazing product line of both makeup and skincare, they can still find the products that they love and zero in on them and create a market regardless of how many Facebook friends they have, regardless of where they are in the country. Um, and in some ways, I think it was easier in the beginning because we didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were making it work as, as we could. And on the flip side, I think it's easier now because there's so many more tools and, um, tired and true systems that now work mm-hmm. that I think joining now you just can blossom. You truly can blossom. So for people who have joined recently, or maybe they're thinking about, you know, giving their business a, another, another go, a relaunch, because it is going to be the fall season, but maybe these people weren't able to come to convention for one reason or another. What was uh, one of the key takeaways that you found would be useful for people in that position, not necessarily for people who are elite status and above, but really those people who are new, the whites, the yellows, the pinks, you know, were there some key takeaways that you thought was applicable that was learned about or talked about at convention? I think my biggest takeaway was a refocus on simplicity and narrowing in on the core products, on our hero products. Because I think while it is amazing that we have so much to work with, it is very easy for any presenter, but specifically somebody who is new, to get overwhelmed and not have a clear focus in their business. So if you go back to the basics that we were using five years ago and show mascara, 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The beautiful thing about the mascara is it has great visual properties. You put mascara on one eyeball and post your picture, people go nuts because it's amazing. And a refocus on core products such as the mascara and skincare can really help a new presenter zero in and focus on how to build her business without the distraction of all the other products. And that was a big light bulb moment for me at convention, even though it seems like something you would remember to hear top leaders, to hear somebody like Eric Worre really stress the simplicity of narrowing down on a few products made it so much clearer on the direction I thought everybody should take their business moving forward this year. Yeah. So, and that's it, you know, we're about to hit our most busy season of the Mm -hmm. year. And so for people who have just joined, you know, that must be a huge sigh of relief. Okay. The company's big focus is simplicity. All right, good. Mm -hmm. But what should they do? You know, what are some actionable steps that they should be doing now? They should absolutely be stepping outside of their comfort zone and starting to take those photos and make those videos. We have a wealth of photos and videos from other presenters that they can absolutely use to fill in. But if you're not out there showing yourself to your market, you're not building their trust. So I absolutely recommend that these new presenters start taking those lash selfies, start practicing their their lash videos. And I know going live can be scary. I absolutely understand that. And I am not one of those people that believes that you have to go live all the time to build a successful business. But I do also encourage these people to try even once a week or starting in their VIP group somewhere where they might feel safe and starting to dip their toes into those those lives because the great thing about live is that's where people are going to get to know your personality. And I think it's it's definitely worth doing. A recurring message that was happening, oddly enough, at from different speakers' mouths at same times, different times, was the importance of making sure that, yes, now is a time to really work your unique business. Like if you have concentrated effort, if you really push right now, especially because of the season that we're walking into, great. But at the same time, not... Um, at the fault of harming your relationships, especially with your family. So what kind of takeaways did you get in in regards to that topic? So um, I think, I can't remember who said it at the time, there were so many phenomenal trainings, but there was a focus on really narrowing down your business hours and your breakup of your business time. Um, I think it's very easy to fall into the trap of being on our phones all the time because we have that ease, but it's really easy then to neglect, for lack of a better word, the rest of the things in our lives when we have that ease at our fingertips. So um, I have actually started to recommend to my own personal team setting business hours. There is no reason that you have to work all day, every day and be available to people all day, every day. Family, that's important. Family first. Business can take you so far and it is important to work your business. Absolutely. You need to give your business as much as you can, but you cannot forget the people that are supporting you while you are working your business. And one of the great things that was brought up is actually including your family in your business. Um, this is something that I hadn't been doing really well until after convention. And then, um, it was talked about how you can encourage your kids, for example, to help you set goals. 
and let them know what you're working for so that when you do have to work, when you can't focus on them at the moment, they are not feeling upset and resentful. Rather, they're feeling excited because they know what you're working towards. So if, you know, if you're looking to have five new people join your team, you can even have a great chart on the wall. And every time somebody joins, your kids can check it off and cheer for you and making it more of a family business rather than separating that from them gives them more understanding and gives you more leeway to do what you need to do. I love it. Yes, that was that was something that really hit me as well. You know, the the gentleman speaking, he had talked about how his parents had raised him in a way because they were network marketers, I believe, um, that they had them all draw a dream house. And that was their end goal is that, you know, we can work really hard and make this dream house come true with all these things that you want. And it's the goal that they work towards. And I took that and I said, OK, how can I make this a smaller smaller thing for my family. So I told my kids, you know, what is it that you really want to do? And they said, we want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. And I said, all right, like if I'm able to make $500 in sales this weekend, if mama can sit down and really hyper focus, I'll let you know each time I get that confirmation email, you can run around the house screaming, mama made a sale. If you do see me on my phone, you could say, you know, way to go, mom, like keep doing that work. And then when I did hit that $500 and I took them to Chuck E. Cheese, which if you go on a Wednesday, it's cheaper and there's less people there. Um, but I took them and that was, you know, they understood that to go to these things, you know, they're, they're young, they're four and six, but they understood that to do these things that they might want to do, that I don't necessarily, you know, I, I don't want to go to Chick E. Cheese, but it does, it costs, it costs a bit of money to go to places like this. But if I was able to set a sales goal and have their support in the meantime, um, it really made them excited versus... Uh, wondering what I was doing. You know, they're so young that they they don't necessarily resent that I'm on my phone and I'm not on my phone all the time, but they don't resent it yet. But they do now understand when I'm on my phone, it is because I'm working and that work can help our family in great ways. So I agree that was a huge, huge takeaway. And just the idea of talking it through, you know, a lot of people, um, this business can sometimes be uh, like a roadblock in their relationship with their partner. Their partners Absolutely. can often get jealous with that. So what tips do you have if someone is struggling with their significant other right now who might be jealous that they're on their phone or working in this business? I think it kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, obviously you would be talking to your partner differently than you would to your children, but having your partner be a, a part of your business and really understand what you are doing and what it can do for the both of you. Um, when I started I have very clear memories of sitting on the couch across from my husband for hours in the evening working parties. I used to run 10, 15 parties at a time. And there was definitely a lack of together time because I was so laser focused on my goals. And, um, you know, I can only speak to him, but it was for me when the paycheck started coming that the light bulb really went off for him. And I think a lot of partners start to believe it more when they see the possible potential um, for what the business can do. So I encourage people to open up their back office and sit down with their spouse, their partner, whoever, and say, hey, look, this is, this is what I need to do to get to this ultimate goal. And here's what I would like to do for us when I do reach that goal. And I would need your help. Um, you know, the month we ran for black status, I sat my husband down the night before I announced it to my team and I said, hey, I, I'm going to need you a lot more than usual while I work for this goal. But when I reach it, here's what we will have. And he was completely supportive of that. And he did step up. But had I not had that conversation, I know things would have been different. He would have seen me just like the children would have seen me buried in my work and ignoring 
the rest of my life rather than being a part of it. So I think those conversations are so important and, you know, show them the money, honey, because people respond to that Mm -hmm. truly. In regards to running for pink, which of course has been highlighted as like the ultimate goal for so many people, whether you're white or yellow status to aim for pink. And if you are above pink to help build pinks, this is really the crux part of our company compensation structure and just business structure. But of course, one of the key components is not just those sales it's not just putting in the time and making sure the family's on board and getting your game plan, but it's about sponsoring. So Mm -hmm. were you able to take anything away from from these different sessions in regards to how to help people sponsor? I think it's important um, to listen to those who do it so well. And those who do it well, they don't sell. They don't sell this opportunity. They share stories. And they talked about not only sharing your own story, why did you join? What is this business bringing to you? But sharing the stories of others. So it's important to reach out to your team members, to listen to the stories of other people and have kind of a bank of knowledge of what can it bring to somebody just like them. So, you know, if I'm talking to somebody who is a high powered executive and she's wanting to know how this business will fit into her life, and I have been a stay-at-home mom for nine years, we're not in the same life space. She might not relate to me, but I can go ahead and turn around and say, well, my friend so-and-so, she was a lawyer for five years, and she found this business and ended up fitting it into her life this way and share the experience. And suddenly they can see themselves doing that as well. And it doesn't matter what status you are to tell a story. You can relate other people's stories in the same business, regardless of who you are and what you're living. But sharing your own story over and over and over again, I think people forget that we should constantly be sharing about our lives and why we do this. Sharing your story, eventually the right person who needs to hear it will. So using that word story, it brings up another topic about where social media trends are going. And there was focus on Instagram and different tips and tricks on how to get your products and your face and everything you need to say out there. And I know that stories, whether on Facebook or Instagram, has gotten big and you yourself have been seeing some massive success with it. So for people who aren't using stories necessarily or want to up their social media game, what advice do you have? Uh, use them first and foremost. (laughs) This is a big thing. I think people don't know what to do, so they're just ignoring them. So if you're not familiar with what stories are, they're basically a very short little highlight of things you're doing during your day, both in your life and your business. They uh, started over on Instagram and now they're both on Facebook. They're those little bubbles up, up at the top of your page. And people tend to gravitate to them first because they are right up in everybody's face. Um, so I like to, create a story, quotation marks, um, both for my, my business and for my life. So maybe you're going on uh, an outing, you're going pumpkin picking with your kids. So you take a picture of them riding the, the hay bale trailer. You're, you take a picture of them out in the fields with their pumpkins. And then later on, you have a picture of them carving them and their happy faces. It's bringing people into your life in short little snippets. And people like that because the attention spans are very short now. I mean, how many people only watch, you know, the first 30 seconds of a video, right? Mm -hmm. And in terms of your makeup, you can use these stories to highlight short little pieces. So rather than somebody having to watch a 15-minute tutorial, you can have 15 seconds of putting on a mascara, you know, putting on a primer, doing all the things. 
and people will see it and want it faster. And the ability to showcase that over and over again is key in stories. So, um, I have a whole training on stories that if anybody ever wants to reach out to me, I can share, but you use all the fun features. There's polls, there's ways to start conversations. Um, it's just a very engaging way for you to connect to your market where they otherwise may miss things in their Facebook or Instagram feed. Awesome. Awesome. So we've got like these hero products. We've got social media tips. We've got sponsoring tips, tips with how to handle, you know, your biz- balance your business with your relationships. And then another big, big, big pillar out of convention that I was able to hear a lot about was the simplicity of onboarding. You know, when you do sponsor somebody and you want to set them up for success, how important it is to, you know, bring them on board correctly. And so what would you say to that? Um, I absolutely agree. And I think we've been very fortunate that corporate has taken a hard look at this too, because they have given us many tools and systems. Systems is this word that they keep stressing systems, 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 because it's true. A simplicity based system is going to give people the best chance of starting strong. Um, I personally am starting my new people on mascara only. I don't want them getting overwhelmed. Um, there's many groups that show you exactly how to share mascara every single day. And, you know, your upline can direct you to one of those. But I think if you focus on keeping it as easy as possible, and this is where we go back to five years ago when we didn't have a choice, but to be easy, so many of the people that are at the very, very top of this company, all they did was mascara. That's it. And going back to that now, it's going to set people off on such a great foot. Awesome. Awesome. So we've got this mascara focus. And at convention, it was announced that the lash serum was price reduced. We got all these new products, one of which is the lash primer. And I know for myself, you know, we came out, we've got all these wonderful new products. We've got products coming out now in October as well. But for me, the lash primer is one that I have told my team, I want them to make sure that they invest in and hurry up and get because it does make a dramatic difference. So for people who have not yet purchased or tried this lash primer, what are your results like? What are your best tips and tricks? And do you agree that this should be added into their routine? I 100% agree, not only because it's amazing, but because it has visual appeal and it goes hand in hand with our hero product of Epic Mascaras. So my personal tips and tricks for the new lash primer is less is more, scrape some off. You don't need to gloop it on, all right? Scrape it off. And then I want you to do the backs and the fronts of your lashes. Really comb it on there until your lashes are white. You're going to look frosty. You're going to look all frozen. It looks awesome. And the best thing about it is it really truly shows you these very light pieces of your eyelashes that you don't even know you have. So all of a sudden you have all this discoverable eyelash that you can then put mascara on. So the visual alone of just the white primer is so cool. It's so cool. Your market's going to flip. Let it dry just a little. You don't want it dry. Still use it wet and then put your choice of epic mascara on top of it you will be wowed. Your customers will be wowed. Um, The three things I tell my customers are it separates, sets, and conditions. It has a conditioning agent that makes your lashes softer and stronger. And um, it makes all the difference. I'll never go a day without it now. 
That's awesome. It's it really is. It's an extraordinary product, and you know, I'm I love the conditioning aspect to it because, of course, we do have the lash serum, which I I recommend to people left and right, but. Not everybody has it, but if I'm able to say, you know, while you're wearing your mascara underneath, you've got pretty much a deep conditioning treatment going on for your lashes, that's been able to click with a lot of people. And I agree with you, the visual aspect, because as much as we love lash serums and and what they do, um, you're not able to see it on, whereas the lash primer people can see it. So you can have that photo, you can have it showing up in your video. And just that additional visual aspect makes a huge, huge difference. And you can, you can use it with all of the varieties of the mascara, which is, which is perfect. Agreed. Agreed. So now tickets have come out for next year's convention. Um, Those people who were able to go, majority of them have already purchased their tickets and then some. And there is this big push for people to go to events, uh, whether it be convention or another local unique event that they have going on. Why is that? There is something about training in person that you take so much from that you cannot experience watching a training online. Um, the, we go back to the energy. Um, I think anybody who has been to a unique event will tell you that energy is like nothing you've ever seen. And it gives you the opportunity to focus and take away so much and also bond with other people that are there for the same reason. It doesn't have to just be convention. Any regional event, whether it's run by another presenter, whether it's run by corporate, I highly suggest you go. You also are given the opportunity to hear from such amazing people with such a wide range of background that you may never have even heard of before until you attend one of these events. Um, I go to as many as I can. They're so good. Awesome. Awesome. Were there any other major bits that you were able to come from convention feeling inspired about or that you've wanted to share with other people who were not able to see those trainings in person? So speaking from my own experience, I came into this particular convention needing it more than I ever had in the past. Um, this year business wise has been a struggle for me. And I think a lot of people were feeling the same thing. Sorry, my battery's dying. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people were feeling the same thing. So I came to convention with a lot of expectation and it was given to me. I will say it again. Convention changes you. It changes your business. It changes you as a person. And I will continue to try and get that point across to as many people as I can because there's nothing like it at all. I love it. I love it. So now you are entering your fifth holiday season, your fifth big busy season for people who have just joined this year and they have never experienced the madness and wonderful excitement that we're about to um, experience together. What what suggestions do you have knowing what we're getting down the pipeline from corporate for new products, you know, knowing these new focuses that we have on systems and simplicity? If What is your game plan that you are giving, especially to those whites, yellows going for pink? Um, those who are officially running, I'm going to tell them to be prepared to work. This season is not a joke. You can make so much in both financial and personal gain in this stretch of time if you're willing to do the work. So I do preface that with it's going to get a little nuts, but in the best possible way. Um, keep focusing on those core products 
um, our, the convention products that were released, released as well as um, the ones that are coming in October. We have the new spray foundation that's coming out. Uh, we have the new primer. These things, focus on them. Pay attention to what corporate is releasing because they do it with purpose. And, you know, come around the holidays, we typically, I don't know, I can't say for sure, but typically we have some amazing holiday Black Friday bundles that are unique and colorful and fun. And if you go in ready to run, you're going to do fine. I promise. But do you see like on- certain waves of like, you know, because because you can't, some people may say, all right, so September through December, I got to be busting my butt, but then they will burn out. When are you saying, when are you suggesting or like, these are the times when you, if you want to run, these are the weeks you run. This is when you can breathe. This is when you get back on again. Um, I would say pretty much November one through the week before Christmas. Mm-hmm. That is the busiest time. Um, absolute insanity. Things coming down the pipeline left and right, but people are holiday shopping and I tell you, the day after Halloween, it starts. Yes. So be prepared on November 1st. And what I love, just like you said, you, corporate is doing things on purpose. So this month, it's all about the lashes. And I feel like exactly same thing. New people get them on mascara. And then once they've tried it, they love those products. Here comes October. We've got a new primer. We've got our original primer. We've got a new foundation. Everyone's skin is generally changing colors anyway by the time October hits. So they've loved the mascara. Maybe they'll try the foundation. And you might get two sales within two months. Heck, then it's November, as you said. So who knows? You could get a sale a month with some of these customers. It's absolutely true. And, you know, typically you find people that fall in love with the mascara become a customer for life. So get that mascara. I always call it the gateway drug. It is the one that will get them in Mm -hmm. and then be consistent with your sharing and have fun with it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Molly. This was such a such a treat. And as I said, I think that there's so many people that wish they could have gone to convention that couldn't necessarily go to so hear. So to be able to hear things from your perspective about what you were able to really take from convention and how you've been able to implement it, not only in your business, but also with your trainings with your team. It's incredibly useful. Thank you so much for having me, Mary. Well, there you have it. That wrapped up our interview with Molly Stack. I hope that you two were able to take some of these ideas and see ways that you can put it into motion in your own business. As I said, whether or not you were able to attend convention, there was so much shared there that can really help us start our fall so strong. Everything that we do now here in September, the day that this podcast episode comes out, is going to directly affect October, November, and December. And if you guys want to have the most amazing autumn and Christmas season and holiday season, then take some of these ideas that Molly was able to share with us today and put them into practice into your business tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Minute with Mary podcast. I would love for you to connect with me on social media. You can find me by searching the hashtag Minute with Mary. Seriously, guys, if you listen to me and you're like, I want to chat with this girl, come on and say hi. I'm a real life human. But if you feel like this episode has provided value in your effort to expand your own dream business, 
Please do me a favor and leave your honest review and rating in your podcast app of choice. You can just open up your podcast app, search that Minute with Mary, and leave a little review. You can also share this episode with a friend or your teammates because word of mouth has always been and probably will always be the best way that podcasts are discovered. And if you'd like to hear more of me and the podcast I produce along with this one, I'm going to warn you. They are not unique related. They're about all sorts of nerdy topics that I absolutely love, like Hamilton and This Is Us and Outlander, but they're fun. So you can check those all out at Minute, oh, not Minute with Mary, at maryandblake.com. Silly me. You can tell I say Mary, <laughs> Minute with Mary a lot, can't you? There we go. I've been branding my business. I'm rocking it strong, guys. It is ingrained in my brain. Well, as for now, thank you so much for listening. My name is Mary Larson. Get out there and unleash your confidence.